This is Retail Retold, the story of how that store ended up in your neighborhood. I'm your host, Chris Ressa, and I invite you to join my conversation with some of the retail industry's biggest influencers. This podcast is brought to you by DLC Management. Welcome to Retail Retold, everyone. Today I am joined by Jordan Heron. Jordan is with ID Plans. He's got some interesting knowledge to share. I think a lot of you are going to like today's episode, which is top three ways to make your leasing deal move faster. Um, so welcome to the show, Jordan. Chris, thanks for having me. Uh, being featured with the the undisputed Joe Rogan of commercial real estate, I, I would <laughs> be happy right now. <laughs> oh man, too kind. Uh, hey. So Jordan, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do, who ID Plans is. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'll, I'll start with ID Plans. I, I think most people, if you've uh, been around commercial real estate, specifically retail, you're probably familiar with ID Plans. Uh, we've, we've been around for uh, 23 years now, which is kind of crazy to believe. And we started off um, printing booklets of all the information at retail shopping centers from HVAC units to electric feeders, irrigation, etc. And we've developed over time, past 15 uh, years, building some of the best technology in commercial real estate, uh, accompanying you know, great technology, great service, with the goal of uh, centralizing everybody in commercial real estate in one collaborative application, visualizing complex information for a goal of high efficiency, better NOI, and honestly, a better tenant experience. And so I have the privilege of being ID Plan's uh, chief technology officer and also in charge of all products. So every day I find myself uh, uh, contemplating and talking to everybody I can in commercial real estate, uh, trying to find uh, meaningful problems I can solve with technology. So I've been in software for you know uh, a pretty long time, uh, about 10 years, and I try to accompany my, my love and my, my nerdiness of commercial real estate and my software knowledge to, to really uh, find unique and clever ways to, to solve problems and you know, really be the, the uh, software guy for all my commercial real estate friends, so. Got it. So, there, a lot to unpack there, we will. For those yeah. who don't know, who, who does ID Plans consider a competitor? That's funny, uh, you know, we, we like to uh, sit in the kind of the middle of a lot of things. We offer tons of things, you, you know, uh, we don't have a, a competitor on the market that does everything that we do. You know, uh, we, we started, uh, I think architects, local architects would view us as a competitor for sure. Um, uh, what's, what's funny, and Chris, I'm, I'm curious your opinion too, over the past, you know, five years, it seems like there's a bit of a gold rush of uh, new software firms and technologies that are kind of really trying to get into commercial real estate. So obviously you have guys like building engines and BTS, but I, I, again, you know, we, we are uh, uh, a technology company, but really balancing, you know, uh, boots on the ground service. So I, we don't really consider any, any uh, meaningful competitors out there. And at least today, you, you said architects. Sure. Because of the, the surveying of the property and the space. Your bread and butter is not necessarily draw doing construction drawings for a new building being built. No, no, uh, n- not at all. I, I, I think it, it comes down to one of the problems that we solve. I, we uh, obsess over our customers, Chris, and when we see an opportunity to really, uh, you know, solve a pain point. 
uh, like Lee Setline Drawing for a perfect example. You know, that was kind of the foundation of uh, one of our, our uh, solutions, ID360, which, Chris, I know you're familiar with, and I, I think a lot of people listening may be. You know, you know one of the, the reason why that product exists is really saying, hey, you know, uh, the local architect isn't equipped or capable, uh, whether it be timing or cost effectiveness or whatever. And so that's kind of one of the ways we're, we're able to develop the product and expand into you know, something bigger and better. But you know, again, I think over the past couple of years, architects have started embracing ID plans as opposed to being um, a bit um, uh, frustrated or, or feeling like we're eating their market share. That's not that's never been the intention of the case. It's it's kind of grown over time to be much more of embraced than um, pushed back on. So I understand software platform. And I know because we're a customer of ID plans, what you all do, but explain a little bit for everybody. What is like the core solution that IT plans provides and more than just getting a bunch of different things in one place? What are, what are they doing? Yeah, yeah, totally. So we, uh, ID plans, we, uh, focus on, how do we uh, really solve meaningful problems? And we've, uh, over time, developed a bit of a philosophy uh, that has three pillars, necessarily. Centralization, collaboration, and visualization. And any idea that we build or want to build really has to be driven toward building one of those things. So we want to wanted to facilitate a, an application that centralizes uh, everything, every person in commercial real estate. So uh, Rick, the architect, Judy, the leasing agent, uh, Mark, the property manager, all the one application integrated with uh, accounting systems and other core systems all together with really the, the very simple goal of uh, enabling the right tenant in the right space at the right time for the right price and making certain along the way that they're having five-star excellent experience. So, and we do that by, uh, by, play, by centralizing all the data for sure. Uh, we currently have 1.4 billion square feet of data currently in our database. So really giving software tools and uh, dashboards for our users to take action on all that data, find meaningful uh, insights and correlations um, and other uh, tools to really help capture leads and some of our um, leasing services to really be competitive, whether it be digital renderings which we're offering or certain uh, leasing strategies and uh, marketing stuff as well. So to bring it down a little bit. Sure. If what if I'm if I'm someone who never knew of ID plans and what what, what am I buying? Sure. Well, I, I the the general goal of ID plans, we have a kind of a, a suite of services and uh, for the vast What's the number one plans, seller? <laughs> well, I think our number one seller would, would certainly be uh, uh, remote property manager, which would be the exterior of the property, gathering all the, uh, the really critical assets, uh, lighting, irrigation. Uh, we actually validate all the meters. So one of the biggest issues in the, in the industry is what we coin as meter integrity. So uh, our uh, expert field engineers and field team uh, uh, with our application in hand, uh, plot, survey, and validate all electric gas and water meters. Uh, so that those problems alone just just are really huge 
Um, uh, things are, are incredibly meaningful when it comes to ESG, when it comes to running a more profitable center, when it comes to uh, fulfilling commitments to tenants. And so you're buying a layman set of blueprints for your property that has inventories, every single piece of information, every single real asset that you have on the property and allowing you to take action on that data, get better quotes, manage it more remotely, and uh, overall a better experience for you and the tenant alike. Got it, okay, very helpful. So let's get to know Jordan a little bit more. I would love to. All right, so we got a section called Clear the Air, Jordan, and I've got three questions for you, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right, question one, what is one skill you don't possess but wish you did? Man, I, uh... I'll tell you what, uh, I'm, the, uh, I'm, the, I'm the lone ranger here at ID Plans. Our, our CEO is an excellent writer. Our new COO, Paul Schweda, is an excellent writer. I am the worst writer. Getting, getting thoughts from here to here, uh, from, from, from my, my, my brain and into my fingers, I, I, man, I'm just the absolute worst. I can't do it. I'm so jealous of uh, uh, Jeff and Paul, but uh, one day I'll get there, one day. All right. So writing, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Number two, when is the last time you tried something for the first time? You know, uh, man, the first thing that comes to mind, Chris, is I, I, I'm one of those guys that I, uh, when it comes to watching shows, I kind of wait to the last minute. And so I just uh, uh, watched Stranger Things. Uh, you know, the new season came out, watched that. And uh, I checked it out and uh, love it. It's a great, great show. Every piece of it. I feel so silly for waiting all these years, but I did. And, you know, not, now I'm uh, like everybody else waiting for another new season. Got it. All right. That's a good one. Last question. Tough one. What is one thing most people agree with, but you do not? <laughs> all right, Chris. I think you're trying to get me uh, uh, in trouble or canceled here. Um Oh man, I, I think the, the most uh, like objective one, and Chris, we actually might be in, in disagreement here. Uh, whenever people, the, 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 the thought or the question arises of does pineapple belong on pizza? I, I think that like the, the general consensus is yes, it does. I think, and actually even going back to Stranger Things, I think that was a feature. And I just disagree. I, I think, I think, I think it's, I, I think it makes zero sense. I think, uh, I, I just don't get it, and I think I'm alone on a little bit of an island thinking that you know pineapple really shouldn't be in the same conversation as pizza. But you know, uh, Chris, I hope we can still be friends now. But here's your thoughts. <laughs> I agree with you here. Uh, hey, I'm an okay. old school pizza, New York thin, well done. Please don't have my cheese falling off the pizza type of pizza eater. Okay. So uh, I like it thin. I want to fold it. Uh, Interesting. Well, well, Chris, let me ask you a question. I, I, let's clear the air. I got a question for you. So I, uh, I'm not from New York or the Northeast at all. I'm from Florida, and we're not known for our pizza, and I, I can admit that. But you're, you're from up there. Uh, if we're in Manhattan right now, anywhere in Manhattan, where are we getting pizza? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, quite candidly, in this city, I haven't um, gotten – a straight up slice of pizza in a while but what I would I would tell you a little differently if you wanted to come up north for Italian food and pizza I would take you to Arthur Avenue in the Bronx okay and there's a it's a street neighborhood with a bunch of stuff and that's where I would 
bring you and you would get unbelievable pizza. You would get a nice sandwich with super sod and sharp provolone that make you choke every time you bit into it. And hey, it would be delicious. I pay extra for it. Chris, I, I, and I also I think I'm representing a lot of your listeners here. Uh, some of the many that we, we would like to see a, a segment where, where Chris rates pizza all around New Jersey in the city. Uh, I, I, you know, a, a one bite type of situation. So maybe we can put that together one day. We'll, we'll spot, sponsored by ID Plan. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that later. All right. Sounds good. Um, all right. Let's get into the hardest show. Talk about three ways to make your leasing deals happen faster. Get to rent commencement quicker. Get tenants open sooner. I think everyone wants to do that and um, you've got some ideas and I like that you have some ideas because you come from a tech world, right? software world. You don't come growing up in the real estate business. So uh, I think that's a fascinating place to come from to, you know, take a, a lens, look at like, all right, this is how all these people do it. Here's where I think they can improve, even though. I don't. I didn't grow up in this world, but I can take what I saw happen here and apply it here. So, item one. What's the what's the? Or we'll go three. We'll go three, two, one. Sure. We'll, sure. we'll do. I like lists. Yeah. What is the third number three way that someone can make their leasing deal happen faster? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think number three. Uh, I, I, let's start with the big one first, Chris. I, I and I. This is my kind of outsider perspective, and, and this has been echoed in ID plants. And, and really, in order to, to get to this list, we have to understand. Okay, what kills deals, right? Like, what is blocking deals, right? Because Chris, you are right. Everybody in, on the on the thread wants to wants the deal to the work and get done quick as possible. I mean, everybody wants to get a deal done, but why does it slow down, right? So understanding that and. So the the uh, the problem, generally speaking, is there's so many people it takes to get a deal done. The the general chief goal of getting a deal done is very simple. I think it's objective, being the right finding the right tenant for the right space at the right time for the right price. And I think everybody can agree with that. That's what it's all about. But the the problem is it takes so many people to get that deal done. You're talking about the leasing person. You're talking about uh, the, uh, the the brokers. You're talking about the construction folks, the architects, the tenants involved, the government's involved. There's so many different people, and it changes all the time. There's not one deals alike, and so and oftentimes all those people use different tools. They uh, they use uh, speak different. Uh, uh, they call uh, things differently. They probably sit in different offices, etc. So they very they very uh, rarely work together. They're kind of in silos, and so front loading all information. And, and what I mean by that. And, and, and obviously, ID plans. We, we have a, a product for this, but you know, you don't have to, 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 to look to ID plans to do this sort of things. It's if you're actually able to, when you first on day one, you're going to represent a space. If generally speaking, the first thing you're going to do is say, "Hey, what information do, do I have about this space?" And then you're going to start filling in, in, in the gaps. You're going to go maybe take some photos of the space. You're going to take the photos. You're going to massage it into a PDF template, and you're going to try to you're going to post it on LoopNet. You're going to go all around and try to, and try to hustle the space. You're going to work incredibly hard to find somebody who's interested in it. Maybe you're, you're, you're looking at your Rolodex. Maybe you're looking for somebody who's net new. doesn't matter, but you're going to work really hard to get somebody there. Now, once you get somebody interested, now now it's time to really where the work starts happening. you got to order plans. The tenant's going to have tons of questions about some of their equipment, whether it be clear height, any of these certain situations. And now most people are caught kind of flat-footed because the architect may take four weeks. The HVAC guy may take – we were just talking, Chris, may take nine months. Who knows, right? There's so much of these things. 
So if you're actually able to utilize all the information you need to actually execute that LOI and, of course, the, the lease up front uh, to actually market the space, man, we've seen people move deals incredibly fast. In fact, I have some REITs who tell me all the time that uh, they were able to deal, uh, win deals they ordinarily wouldn't have won by, by virtue of, of really front-loading this information. So I think that's, that's bar none, number one big thing. That's a big hole that I see it, Chris. But obviously, I'm curious your thoughts. We are going to take a quick break here, and now a word from one of our sponsors. Complete Solutions and Sourcing, Inc. is a customer-centric, comprehensive, managed waste service provider, independently owned and operated. We are the experts in waste and recycling solutions with a key competitive difference, our boutique approach. We are driven by our desire to support the commercial real estate industry's owners, landlords, and managers as they navigate the ever-changing and challenging waste industry. We are honored to work with some of the industry's top brands to strategically craft, implement, and manage some of the most impactful waste programs available today as we reshape the waste industry and lead our clients to their diversion goals. Is your waste program complete? Contact us at complete.com, C-O-M-P-L-T.com, and let the experts at Complete Solutions reduce the environmental impact of your waste program. There's a million different things that slow deals down, uh, and, and- you know, we're taking this from your lens, which is, um, you know, a, a, a different lens than from the one, the background you come from and then from the company you work for. But I think it's, it's appropriate. I think you make a great point that having all the information um, in one place and having the actual information makes a ton of difference. And well, obviously, obviously, um, speed things up. I think there's two pieces to that, though. One, and, and two challenges to that. So one, it's who is getting that information? Right? So if you have some small landlord out there, whether it's him or the leasing person, it's the same amount of time because whether he does that later or he does it now. Now, I would argue on your, you know, on your side of the table that if he waits, he could lose the deal. That's less about speed. That's just like execution risk for not having the data that you need. But it could take that person the same amount of time. So who's actually getting the information? Right, You mentioned the leasing person. If the leasing person, you know, does go and get it all, well, then they spent the six weeks gathering that information and they just, the deal will move faster once they have it, but they just lost six weeks doing that. So I think obviously who gets that information matters. And then two, and I think more of the gating issue for many is just there's a cost for that information. Unfortunately... Or maybe fortunately for you, because maybe you wouldn't have a business. The reality (laughs) is, I think it's unbeknownst to many people that when you buy a property, all this information doesn't like come with the property aggregated in one place. Um, And even when you build a property out of the ground, you might not do it in the same way that ID Plans does it to make it 
you know, and have the software piece of it. It might be in some blueprints, physically, like legitimately the construction drawings, but being able to abstract the construction drawings into something digestible for non-construction or engineers is critical, which is what ID Plans does. So, but there is a cost to it, right? You, you have a business because there is, it's a valuable cost to it. So those right. are two gating issues. But I do believe that if you solve those gating issues, you're certain, and you're certainly going to make deals faster. And from the cost side of it, there's obviously, you know, you, you could argue, well, this is what's getting you a deal. You're going to have to spend the money anyway. And that, you know, that's the argument. But I think someone on the other side would say, well, I don't have to spend it now. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's totally true. And, and I, I definitely agree with your points, uh, like, like for sure. Like in a very sad world without ID plans, right? In that world, uh, yeah, in theory, front-loading information, you, you know, the leasing folks, you know, go into the field and gather this information on their own and this, that, and the other. And that's good in theory, but, but they're also pretty busy. They also don't have one deal. They have many deals, right? And, right. And, and, you know, there's no a huge access to time. Um, and, and so I, I definitely hear that. Obviously, everybody in this call has access to ID plans. And, and this is actually, the, the, I think, the sweetest part about everything. And this is, I think, this w wasn't necessarily the truth five years ago or six years ago, but it's certainly the truth now. Um, is, is that the, the cost of the architect getting the lease outline drawing, the photographer getting the spaces if, or the photos, if you're really fancy, the virtual tour, all those different costs added together is more expensive than just the, the one provider like ID Plans and ID360. So it's actually cheaper uh, to use the one provider, on the, especially if you're a larger uh, reach, you, you know, standards matter, so standardization uh, having wider reach and, you know, in less than 10 days, you have all the information you need in a Zillow-like experience that you're actually utilizing the market. So, you know, you're not putting any information into a PDF. You're not doing anything like that. You're actually using the Zillow-like experience that has all the information you need to execute a deal right now. And you're actually using that for your prospecting. So that's our play on it. You could certainly, you know, uh, uh, use the philosophy for sure. But I've, uh, I'm, you know, I, we could, I'm not going to hide it. I, I, I've, um, I'm a, subscriber of ID plans version one and you know we're in with ID 360 so yeah. I, I think I, I think it's important so to have the information front loaded standardized and in one and in one place um, but I was just saying you know devil's advocate those are like two of the gaming oh, yeah. issues no for sure I, we, we love it and and those those challenges are I think are, are, are very welcome uh, we you know we, we constantly look to improve and and you know, if we're not growing, we're dying, you know, and we, you know, commercial real estate moves very fast. Um, and we definitely want to be, be a, a uh, on the leading edge or the bleeding edge of really helping out everybody in the industry, in, in the industry, especially the leasing folks too. Um, uh, for cool. Sure. Yeah. All right. That's number one. Yep. Front load the information, even though we started with three, that's the number one. What's number two? All right. Uh, so number two, is, and this is definitely on the bleeding edge of technology for sure. Uh, definitely I, I, another another thing that I think we do quite well at ID Plans, but we're definitely definitely not exclusive to ID Plans, and it, it's digital renderings. It, and, and the reason why we think this is super important, and, and why does digital renderings matter in uh, deal velocity or rent commencement or things like that? And, and so, uh, talking to so many different folks, and obviously Chris, uh, you, you know, you're just in Vegas. I, I saw you briefly in Vegas. You know, there's a few things that really came up a lot, but digital renderings was certainly one of them. Um, and if you can take the creativity 
job out of the brain of the prospective tenant. And, uh, you, you know, when you're, when you're trying to move a, a, a space that, you know, it's ugly or has pink walls or, I mean, Chris, you've, you've seen a million spaces. You've probably seen some pretty ugly spaces in your days. You know, how, how nice would it be to be able to, in, in a very beautiful experience, almost like in a very Matterport type of way, uh, show how beautiful space can be, taking the creativity out of the, the hands of the tenant and then really putting a, hey, here, here's what the space really can be. And once everybody's in agreement, you now have a, a, a non-subjective and objective goal everyone is marching towards. So I think that's a, an, an, a, a, such a special weapon and such, something that if you're not working with digital renderings, I, I, I think you need to now for sure. It was, it's been huge in residential for a long time, and I think commercial is really starting to embrace it. Yeah, I think it's a great one, actually, especially for the non- uh, national prototypical tenants, right? Because they have their prototype and this is what it's going to look like if you're going to do a deal with them. Sure. Uh, I think it's a great point. I mean, you don't have to go far. You turn on HGTV and they have that cool, any show, any fixer upper show has this like cool little program and they like, you know, they unroll the wall and the, the they put this, the, this, you know, shelving unit up and boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden you have this like unbelievably new space that they show you on the TV. I don't know what program HGTV is using for that, but it is fascinating. And, you know, whenever we're doing work on, on like the house, even my wife is like, I want what the, the program that they're using on HGTV to do the, to do that. And, And the contractors or architects aren't using that locally, but I think it's um, a great point. I don't think people think about it. I think how you characterized it is a way to speed, which is to take the creativity part out of the brain and the concern of that creativity out of the brain of the tenant. Um, I think that's a really interesting perspective. Um, I'm curious, what is a digital rendering cost? Well, I mean, it, it, I, think, I think it's one of those things to where, I mean, if you want the cost more, it'll cost more for sure. Um, but <laughs> in, in the, the, from a standardization perspective, you know, if a, a – uh, and just to be perfectly clear, I mean, Chris, in, in your inbox, you actually have a, a – uh, uh, or rather in, in the chat, you actually have a, a, uh, an updated uh, rendering that we just did, uh, ID plans, which is, I think, awesome. But I'm excited to get your thoughts on that. But um, uh, cost – just doing like a plain white box vanilla shell, you know, we are, are so focused on getting price so, so low, low, low. You're talking about hundreds of dollars. Um, when you start getting into concepts like the salon or the, the uh, med spa, fill in the blank, you know, the, the, those are certainly getting into the, you know, $1,500, but all the way up to tens of thousands of dollars for really big boxes. But it really all depends. Um, Technology is getting really better. We're putting tons of money into R&D and really making certain that we're able to um, uh, uh, really make the cost uh, tenable, but also the speed as well, making it fast too, because you know that's also another factor as well. Yeah, I'm looking at this now, and it doesn't even look like a rendering. It looks like a photograph. Yeah, uh, Chris, hit the top left-hand corner in the button. I, I know the listeners can't see, but you're actually able to turn the rendering from a white box to a salon in a snap of your fingers. And, uh, and obviously, if we had more renderings, we could toggle very quickly from salon to, to chiropractor to retailer to white box for sure. So um, definitely some exciting stuff. That, that's the, that's the, the next big swing here and something that we're uh, Hold on. all part. 
our commitment to speed the lease. Are you seeing it now? Oh yeah, oh yeah. How you playing salon? All right, so I'm sharing for those on audio only. I'm sharing. Um, so I click this button. So this was the Wipe space. Up. Yeah, uh, w w walk around, Chris. It hits one of the uh, one of the circles there. And as you're as you're walking through it, Chris, the cool part about this is it's actually uh, architecturally derived. So we take the so when our team goes out there in combination with uh, our our Leica cameras, our laser measurements, all of our manual measurements put together, that creates uh, what's called a Revit file. The Revit file we actually our architects internally draw and create the lease outline drawings. So, but this actually is, is a digital twin of the space. Um, that's so uh, if you look at the ceiling tiles and everything else, it's actually real to the space. This isn't Fugazi or make-believe. This is, is truly a digital twin of that space. And so when we start adding devising walls or things like that, it's actually able to manifest in reality. Okay. And so, and then when I click this button, it shows me if I'm a salon owner, what a salon could look like. C -c Correct. Correct. This is the exact space. Really cool. Yeah, we're, really we're, 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 we're super excited, and uh, this, this is something that we, we, we really think the, uh, the industry is going to start embracing soon. And uh, we, we have, I mean, honestly, Chris, we have uh, some, some executives at some of the, the big uh, REITs that just uh, called a no-brainer, you know. And, uh, yeah. and actually, one, one special situation, we had a, a space. Um, it was, a, I think, the GLA was like 8,000. So, so not a small space. It was in a strip center. And apparently, it was just a wreck. And the, the, the reef was in a bit of a quagmire in that, well, do we want to you know, spend all this money to clean up the space to, to get it ready to lease? But the tenant's going to make such an investment in the space anyway. Well, what a waste of money that would be. So we actually white box the space on there for them. Um, and they're able to, to push it out. And without having to spend the $10,000 to pick up the space, well, they spent you know, a, 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 a handful, you know, $2,000 or something to digitally do it. And it's just as good, if not better. It's architecturally derived. And uh, they're able to really move the deal along without having to make such a capital investment. Yeah, that is excellent. And that salon rendering that we just saw, what did that cost? Oh, man. I, 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 we're going back in time here a little bit. If memory serves, I think that was like, a, uh, I think it was around $2,000. But don't, don't, don't quote me on that. All right. Okay. Very cool stuff, though. I, I, I admit, very cool stuff. Number, let's move on. Last one, number three. What is the third one? Okay, so the third one, and I, and I think it, it is kind of the, a kind of mixture of everything altogether. And I, I think, Chris, this is something that I think most people would, would certainly uh, agree with. But uh, it's generally, it's really keeping your eyes on the, the, the macro timing, right? Um, kind of... It, Oftentimes, when I, when I talk to folks, and, and even I'm just in, in CRE, but just in general, when you're looking at it at a life cycle or a flow, uh, people get zoomed in on the micro level, like working with this one problem at a time, and you, you kind of don't see the bombs ahead, right? And that's, those are the things that really start killing deals. So if you're able, able to zoom out a little bit and set timing, make sure that expectations are set across everybody working on the deal, 
um, sort of like centralization, collaboration, and visualization, if you're able to make certain that the architect and the tenant, the property manager, everybody understands the rent commencement date uh, really in, in, in their head and, and they can sort of you know plan, whether it's hopping on a Zoom call together, uh, even though I know that'd be a pain, but doing something like that to really making certain that everybody understands what the expectations are. And also everybody understands what the expectations of the tenant is, which really matters too. What is their go live criteria? And you know how do we really get the RCD as quick as possible? And, and you do that by really making certain that every key date milestone, really everybody's on the same page. Yeah, I think that's a great point uh, that everyone's on the same page with the milestone because oftentimes people don't know how long things are going to take, whether that's how long will it take to get plans drawn? How long will it take the attorney to get the lease back? And when you start compiling those different things, the end date might be different than what the two business people thought the end date would be. And that causes friction in a deal and potentially causes people to take pause and slow down the deal. And we're talking about speeding it up. So getting everyone on the same page of the timelines, I think is a great point. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds obvious, but I, I think it's uh, I think some people it, do it well. Um, and and uh, just as a shout out, DLC, uh, I work with a lot of the guys there. Uh, they, they seem to have a, you know, really taken care of and as do a lot of people we work with, but generally speaking, it seems obvious, but it's something that just a reminder that like, Hey, keep, keep the big prize in mind. Yeah, man. All right. Well, listen, this was great. I really appreciate it, Jordan. I want to take us to the last part of the show. We call it retail wisdom. I got three questions for you. Are you ready? Great. All right, here we go. Question one, what extinct retailer do you wish would come back from the dead? Oh man. You, you, you know, uh, I remember how much fun it was as a kid going to Toys R Us, you know, and I, in the future, I don't have any kids yet, but in the future, I, I, I would love for, for my kids or, or my new nephew um, to have that same experience. So I think for that, I think, you know, Toys R Us, I know it didn't work out for them, but you know, how much fun was that going to as a kid, you know? Sure. Okay. Question two, what's the last item over $20 you bought in a store? So one little quirk about me, and obviously uh, traveling all the time, going for work, wherever I travel to, one of the first things I do when, when I'm, I have off time is go, I, I like going to smaller uh, watch stores. I'm a big watch guy. And so whenever I go, I, I always always come home with a new watch or something like that. So I, I always I always do something. So uh, I think the last last would be uh, a, a, a store, uh, actually in Vegas, I think, and I, and I picked up a, a, another new watch. Are you, are there more watches than meets, watch stores than meets the eye? You said small watch store. So I'm assuming you're not going to the branded watch companies. You're going to a local watch dealer. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, sometimes it, uh, uh, there's, there's nothing, there's, you know, no, no issues with uh, uh, any of the, the big retailers, but some of the smaller watches where the smaller um, retailers are able to sell uh, Psycho and some of the other brands I'm a huge fan of. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that for sure. So um, a big mix. Wherever I can find some watches, I'm there. That's where, that's where you'll find me. All right. I got a question for you. Great. Do you tell do you tell the time to yourself more on your watch or your phone? Man, 
I, I have this conversation all the time, and because uh, people, I, I, no matter who I'm talking to, I'm going to force a way to talk about watches into the conversation, and people ask me that all the time. The, the truth is, it's probably a 50-50 mix, you know, and, and I, what I tell people, actually, uh, anybody internally, there's no practical reason for uh, somebody to wear a watch today. It, it, the, the, you know, they, they, they tell poorer time than, than your phone, for sure. But the thing of it is, is that anytime you see somebody wearing a watch uh, that's not an Apple Watch, um, you they are trying to tell you something, right? If you can really understand people, what a conversation starter it is to, to bring up somebody's watch. So uh, a tip to anybody out there, anybody. If you want to talk to somebody, if you're in a bar alone or a new spot or whatever, just compliment the watch. I guarantee you that the person wearing it is going to talk to you about it because it's not about the time. It's about somebody much deeper and meaningful. Maybe it's their, their dad bought them that watch or they got it at graduation or their wife got on this or they're a huge fan of that or whatever. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I think it's a cheat code. It's a great cheat code. It's not about the time. Nothing to do with it. The watch has nothing to do with the time. That's a great <laughs> Okay. Last question. Jordan, if you and I were shopping at Target and I lost you, what aisle would I find you in? Oh, man. <laughs> um, man, I, I, honestly, I, I think I find myself, I always, um, and, and my, my, my wife gets incredibly angry at me for this too, I always love looking at kitchen appliances. Uh, it would be the, the, the huh. kitchen aid, maybe the vacuum cleaners, and stuff like that. I'm a tech guy, so whenever I like to, to do is tech, whatever. So uh, looking at the espresso machines or something like that, I'm always mm. looking for, for, the, for the, the, the kitchen utilities. Excellent. Well, Jordan, this was great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I think you dropped some really good insights. Even that little cheat code at the end, I think was a great insight. So uh, thanks so much. And uh, looking forward to uh, continuing to work with you guys. Uh, Chris, uh, thank you so much. And uh, definitely appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to Retail Retold. If you want to share a story about a retail real estate deal, that you were a part of on our show, please reach out to us at retailretold at dlcmgmt.com. This show highlights the stories behind the deals from all perspectives. So it doesn't matter if you are a retailer, broker, entrepreneur, architect, or an attorney. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Retail Retold so you don't miss out on next Thursday's episode.